This is Tennis Quick Tips, Episode 100. Hi, this is Kim from TennisFixation.com. I'm your host for the Tennis Quick Tips podcast. With every episode, Tennis Quick Tips brings you a quick and easy tip to improve your tennis game and to make sure you're having fun every time you step on court. In this episode, we're going to talk about something very fundamental to every stroke you hit in tennis, the follow-through. What exactly is follow-through and why is it so important? And how do you even do it? Well, in this episode, we're going to get to the bottom of the follow-through in tennis. Now, when you think about the mechanics of your strokes in tennis, you may spend a lot of time thinking about your grip, your racket position, your contact point, even your footwork. But most of us don't spend much time thinking about our follow-through. And I think that's because the follow-through is what happens after we've already hit the ball. I mean, what difference does it make? We've already hit the ball, right? Failure to think about this or to care about the follow-through is a really common error among beginners. And it can also affect advanced players. So let's talk about the follow-through, what it is and why it's so important. What exactly does follow-through mean? Well, once the ball leaves your racket, you are in the follow-through stage. The follow-through is the finish to your stroke, and even though you've already hit the ball, the follow-through is extremely important to ensuring that you hit the ball properly. Follow-through is what your tennis instructor means when he or she tells you to finish with the racket in front, or to finish with the racket high, or to finish with the racket up and over your shoulder. The fact is, there are lots and lots of ways to follow through on your strokes, depending on what stroke you're hitting. Whether it's your forehand, your backhand, your volley, or your serve, every stroke has a follow through that is a critical part of that stroke. Now you may think, well, once I've hit the ball, I'm no longer having any effect on the ball. So why do I care where my racket goes or what my body does after I've made contact with the ball? The fact is, what happens after you hit the ball is vitally important to the quality of your shot. First of all, by continuing your stroke motion all the way through, even after you've hit the ball, you ensure that you've hit the ball solidly. By making this solid contact, you're able to put the most power and spin possible on your shot. Second, by following through, you ensure that you more accurately direct the ball to its target. When you lengthen your hitting zone, you reduce the effects that small timing errors may make as you hit the ball when you're aiming toward a specific target. In other words, it's those little tiny minuscule changes you make that can really have a big impact by the time the ball gets over to its target. Finally, proper follow-through can actually reduce your chance of injury. After you've hit the ball, your racket is still moving at a pretty high rate of speed. 
By following through, you give yourself a longer distance in which to slow your racket down, reducing some of the strain on your arm. You can imagine this. You can imagine that a short and sudden stop of your racket, a sudden halt to your motion, would be much harder on your arm than a smooth, long finish that comes to a gradual stop. Of course, it's not gradual. That's a relative term in tennis. It's all happening pretty quickly, but I'm talking about a much longer stop than if you just suddenly come to a jerky halt of motion. The bottom line, if you stop short after you've made contact with the ball, if you don't complete your motion with the proper follow-through, you will not make solid contact with the ball, you will not be able to put the maximum amount of power, spin, and direction on the tennis ball that you might, and you can increase your risk of injury to your arm. So if the follow-through is so important, how can we make sure we're doing it and we're doing it correctly? Well, as I said earlier, there are lots of ways to follow through on a stroke. It all depends on what stroke you're hitting. And any one stroke may have numerous ways to follow through. On the forehand, for example, you might finish up and over your shoulder. You might follow through up and then down around your waist. You might even follow a high to low swing path, finishing down lower to apply slice. So there is no one correct way to follow through on every stroke or even on one particular stroke. But you can improve your follow through if you become more aware of it on every shot. And you can do this by exaggerating your motion. On your forehand, for example, if your follow through should be up and over your shoulder. You can catch the handle or grip of your racket in your non-hitting hand to make sure you really get that racket up and over your shoulder. You can also try holding your finish position after you hit the ball for just an extra split second or so to see just what your follow through really looks like. Now I'm not saying you should do this in a match where you need to be moving as quickly as possible. But you can definitely try it in a lesson, in drills, or in a practice match. Finally, if you're taking some kind of lessons or getting some tennis instruction, talk to your instructor about the follow-through to make sure you understand it and to make sure you're doing it correctly. And you can also ask for tips or pointers that he or she might have to make your follow-through even better. So that's it for this week's tennis quick tip. Be sure you are getting those stroke mechanics down and things as fundamental as the follow through by doing them properly can really have a big impact on the quality of your strokes. If you're interested in learning more about stroke fundamentals like the follow through, I have a great resource I want to recommend. It's a book that I've read several times and I often go back to it because it breaks down the strokes very well, has a lot of illustrations in it. It's a book called Tennis Fundamentals by Carol Matsutsaki. I have an Amazon link to it in the show notes if you want to go look at it. And again, it really breaks each stroke down and shows you step by step what it should look like, including the follow through for each stroke. Again, that book is Tennis Fundamentals by Carol Matsutsaki. I have an Amazon affiliate link to it 
in the show notes. And you can go over there, click on that. I get a little commission that doesn't impact the cost of the book to you. But even if you just want to go look at it, the link is there. And you can find those show notes over at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips100. That's quicktips100. I'm so excited that I made it to episode 100. And I hope you're excited too. It's surprising how much there is to say about tennis. I wasn't sure I could get all the way to 100 episodes, but now I see I've kind of scratched the surface, scratched it a little bit deeply, but there's a lot more to go. And I did have something special planned for this episode. It's not quite ready. And so I decided instead of giving you kind of a halfway decent version of the giveaway I wanted to include. I'm going to hold on to it for a little while longer and hopefully in the next few weeks I'll have a great giveaway for you. Although I wish it was ready for episode 100 to celebrate. Let me know your comments, your suggestions, your own questions about tennis by going over to the show notes. Again, they're at tennisfixation.com slash quicktips100 That's one zero zero. And you can leave your comment down at the bottom of that page. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for supporting me throughout 100 episodes of Tennis Quick Tips. And as always, happy tennis.